I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. Gather around the campfire, everyone. It's time for The, the Connor, Connor and, and Smith, Smith Show. Short attention span Sunday. Tell us a short story. Okay, so this came up in uh, an article in the Washington Post that I... Uh, David Landstrom told me about this back in 2014 during Avenue Q. The Wilhelm Scream. Have you ever heard of it? It's, according to the Post, it's a scream heard around the world. Not that you've noticed, a single pained yelp has cropped up in scores of movies over the past 60 years, a sort of inside joke and tribute to film history among sound effects editors. Its name, The Wilhelm Scream. Its embodiment, mostly bad guys getting shot, sliced, or speared, and plummeting off-screen, Wile E. Coyote style. The original was recorded for the 1951 Gary Cooper film Distant Drums, which needed the sound of a special kind of hurt, a man being bitten by an alligator and pulled underwater. Since then, the scream has heralded the demise or unexpected plunge of characters in some of Hollywood's most popular films, including all the Star Wars and Indiana Jones movies, as well as Poltergeist, Toy Story, and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. And thanks to some intrepid film buffs and the internet, you don't have to rent all those to see the scream in action for yourself. You can go on YouTube, there is the Wilhelm Scream compilation. Matt, can you play for our listeners what the Wilhelm Scream is? This is not the compilation. No, this, this is just the single scream. Ready? Yep. I want you to get that ready for our next topics, and if you feel moved to scream listening to the subject matter. But this is just a sound. Eddie Spaghetti is doing his own Wilhelm scream in the background. Um, This is just a a tipping point for you all. If you've never heard the Wilhelm scream, look for it in all your movies. Eddie, he was disturbed by the scream. Okay, short attention span theater. Both of our things besides the Wilhelm scream come from Atlas Obscura. We're going to talk about the Clown Motel. Um, After this, he doesn't like that scream. We'll be right back. From award-winning journalist and author Michael Lee Pope, The Ghosts of Alexandria. His spellbinding book tells of historical intrigue, the brutal beginnings of a port city, romances that end in tragedy, restless spirits like the tomb of the female stranger who's said to haunt Gadsby's tavern, and the three falling ghosts of the Carlisle House. Explore the supernatural journey of the ghosts of Alexandria, available at ArcadiaPublishing.com. From Dathan Auerbach, author of Pen Pal, comes the chilling horror novel, Bad Man. Booklist raves, it's magnificent. The Shining, set in a grocery store. The Washington Post calls it atmospheric and unsettling. Takes on an aura of almost gothic menace. And USA Today says it's wickedly effective and saves its darkest deeds for an unnerving end. Bad Man, by Dathan Auerbach. Available at 1000vultures.com
All right, we're back. The first issue is The Clown Motel in Tonopah, Nevada. Oh, just a motel on the edge of the desert decorated with thousands of clowns conveniently located next to an abandoned graveyard. Ugh, if you go, 521 North Main Street, Tonopah, Nevada. Um, while Nevada's clown motel may seem like the product of a horror writer's fevered imagination with its army of glassy-eyed clown dolls in convenient proximity to a Wild West cemetery that holds the possible unquiet remains of local miners, the dusty little lodging is just a fan of merriment. They swear. Ah. <laughs> That's Matt's Wilhelm scream. Catering to bikers, truckers, and other long-haul travelers who find themselves off the beaten path, the Clown Motel is the final port of call before yet another stretch of unbroken Nevada desert. It must be this location's oasis-like location that has kept the establishment in business for so long as the ever-watchful eyes of the ubiquitous clown figurines seem to serve more as a warning than a draw. From the moment travelers enter the adjoining offices, they are greeted by a life-size clown figure sitting in a chair, cradling smaller figures like familiars. In fact, the entire office is covered in shelves and bookcases full of clown dolls, statues, and accoutrement of every stripe. Stuffed animals, porcelain statues, wall hangings, and more make up the mirthful menagerie, staring down at guests from every angle. Leaving the office with key in hand, visitors might also notice an arch just feet away heralding the Tonopah Cemetery. Just beyond the gate is a century-old miner's graveyard made up of a gaggle of wood and stone markers, the very platonic ideal of a haunted cemetery. Remarkably, there do not seem to be many extant stories, horror or otherwise, surrounding the Clown Motel. It's possible that this paucity of history is because it simply arose, fully formed, from the dark parks of the American subconscious. Or it could also be because no one has made it out alive. No before you go. No check-ins after 11 p.m. However, if you call ahead, they'll leave a key under the mat. Oh, that's weird. It's spooky. I want to go. Yeah, let's go. I mean, we'll be right back. back this also comes to us from atlas obscura this halloween step into a mannequin graveyard ah. wilhelm scream you can even take these unnerving almost human figures home with you in lincolnshire england Roz edwards is known as the mannequin lady over the past 15 years edwards has built up an impressive collection of some 15,000 human-like forms she regularly rents them to shows like x factor and top gear but she has amassed so many that the majority now form a mountain the 20 foot tall mound that stretches for 150 feet was originally christened Dollywood that's funny but is now called Mannequin Hall to sound more posh Edward jokes photography film and music video shoots have used the mannequins as creepy backdrop and Edwards now offers what might be the world's most unique souvenir. For about $70, you have 15 minutes to fill your car trunk with as many mannequins as you like. She calls it the body part heist. Atlas Obscura chatted with Edwards about, literally, building her unique business and the unexpected appeal of mannequins. Uh, they ask, what inspired you to start Mannequin Hall? She says, I lived in Malawi for 10 years, went through a relationship breakdown, and returned to England with literally nothing. I was determined to get a business going. I used to have an African art shop, so I thought 
I'd be a retail consultant. Whilst I was building the website, I thought, what else can I write about retail? So I wrote down everything I knew. Then I thought, I don't know anything about mannequins. I got pictures off the internet and wrote, these mannequins are for hire and here's my phone number. Within 24 hours, my phone started ringing with people asking for them, but I didn't have any mannequins. So I said, oh, terribly sorry. They're all out on hire at the moment. How did she go from zero mannequins to a mountain? This was about the time the credit crunch started in 2007. A lot of shops were closing, especially people who had clothing businesses for years and had all these old mannequins. She drove around the countryside picking them up. They take up a lot of space. She had mannequins in the house, then she moved them into a shipping container, then she rented a warehouse. The business was doing well, so she bought a property. When the trucks first started coming, we, she said, well, put the men there, the women there, the children there, the legs there, the bums there. Then we'd have four big trucks a day. It was just a case of just empty them there. That's how the mountain grew. They've got about 3000 for rent. In the mountains, I'm not sure the number because when you start counting, it's like hurting, hurting cats. <clears throat> Mannequins, first of all, they're very unusual things to look at. Um... We're geared up as human beings to respond to the human form. Mannequins attract our attention because if we see the shape of human out of the corner of our eye, our survival instincts are geared to turn the head and look. They're so unusual visually when they're brought into creative environments. For a Halloween-inspired performance, X Factor rented about 10 mannequins to go along with 10 dancers. The mannequins were all white and plain faces, and the dancers wore white bodysuits. Obviously, they moved, but the mannequins didn't. It looked amazing. Um, so I can't, I'm going to stop there. You just have to go online, Google this, and look on images. There are some really cool, eerie images. I mean, Mannequin Hall, it's, uh, there's something very disturbing about images made in human form, whether it's dolls, and we've talked to the doll people, or mannequins. Um, we used to have a couple. We used to have mannequins. They were in Monsters of the Villa Diodati. Yeah. What makes a man? Um, all right. This has been Short Attention Span Sunday. Thank you to all of our guests this week. Uh, we did a lot of crazy things. We talked to Kevin Boyce about uh, the Pentagon UFO reports. We talked to Craig Spector about the bridge and other works he's done. We... We're live from Gatsby's Tavern with Female Stranger Part 3, and much more is coming. We are almost to the end of the season. There's only a couple weeks left. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll put the merch link. Again, we've never done our model show, Matt. Nope, we're going to work on it. Um, we'll put the link in the bio, and I'm sorry, in the description, and again... If you go to the merch link, you can see the last two episodes of this season two because there's merch for it. Um, so as we always say in season two, never, but never stop, stop questioning. questioning. Good night, everybody. Good night.